This car model is easily one of the most well-known around the world, where over the many different models it's easy to tell and see its lineage while it has had its time in the spotlight. With either the V8 or V12, this car can reach over 200 miles per hour and its looks are timeless. These cars evoke a sense of speed while also formality in not being as radically designed. It is elegant and driven by many, including special agents. This is the Aston Martin DB11. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Autos and Donuts and today we'll be talking about the Aston Martin DB11. Yes, this is the car that is extremely famous for being in the James Bond films and over time I don't think that these cars have ever really looked that bad. I think that they've always had a really nice good buy design and more to them. As I stated, you know, these cars aren't as flashy as a Lamborghini or Ferrari because while those cars are supercars, the DB series is a Grand Tourer. Now, Grand Tourer is a high-performance car that is meant for high speed, but over much longer distances, while still having a luxury aspect to them. Aston Martin being more of a luxury brand to be compared to Rolls-Royce and Bentley for their more luxurious take on the matter, while still boasting heavy power numbers. So first I'd like to get into the history of the DB series. The DB series started in 1950 with the DB standing for David Brown who bought Aston Martin in 1947. David Brown helped expand the company from the very low production numbers it had and helped it after World War II where many other car companies had to make planes and tanks and never got back into producing cars. That's why pre-war cars can be so expensive, because these companies were lost forever. The DB series really gained traction when the DB5 became James Bond's greatest assistant. The company gained world recognition and was loved by many for the great car that it was. David Brown, however, sold the company in 1972, which the DB series then ended production until the 1990s when the company started to make a comeback, and thus the DB7 was created. Beginning with the DB1, we'll look at the evolution of the DB series. So the DB1 was a quaint little 2-liter 4-cylinder car that only 15 were, were produced, yet that car won at the 24 Hours of Spa in 1948. The DB2 was created through the purchase of Loganda, another producer of automobiles. This was done as Aston Martin was great at making chassis, but not as much for the engines, and so they bought Lagonda to make the new engine, an inline 6 this time, thus creating the DB2. Next came the DB2-4, 
which was the DB2 with two more additional seats in the back. Next came the DB3, which not much had changed other than the now iconic grille was first placed on this car that you still see to this day on the Aston Martin series. The DB4 made some new improvements, bumping up the inline 6 to 240 horsepower and making it one of the fastest cars of its time. Aston Martin also worked with another company named Zagato, which together they made more of a race model that was designed to beat Ferrari, and it actually did pretty well, and only 19 of these were actually ever made, of the Zagato Aston Martin. Next came the DB5, the car that made Aston Martin known around the world. The DB5 was the car that became a screen icon when James Bond was using it in the movie Goldfinger. Without the success of the movie, it is uncertain where you know Aston Martin would stand today. Fun fact, while Goldfinger was being made, they originally were going to use a Jaguar E-Type. But since Jaguar wanted the filmmakers to pay for the cars, they called up Aston Martin, and the rest is history. After the DB5 came the DB6, which adopted a fastback style and a few other simple changes such as the raised roof to help with daily driving. The DBS also came along around the same time, which was supposed to be a more higher performance car, but production had lots of problems. In 1972, though, the company was sold and the DB line stopped production for a while. In 1994 came the DB7. This is 22 years after David Brown sold the company. Thanks to Ford for buying the company, the DB7 was able to use parts from other manufacturers that Ford owned, specifically Jaguar, which helped keep costs down and helped the company get back on its feet. The DB7 also came as the DB7 Vantage, which was a higher performance model which used a V12 engine that has existed in the DB series since then. Now, naturally after the DB7 came out, you would think that the next model would be the DB8, right? Yes and no. After the DB7 came the DB9, because Aston Martin was afraid to call it the DB8, and everyone think the car only came in a V8, whereas the DB7 in future cars would have a V12 as an option. The DB9 really started to help the company in my opinion. It's what got Aston Martin to be recognized once again as a company that still exists. This worked out great for Aston Martin as Ford ended up selling them in 2006, but thanks to the good sales that the company had with the DB9, they were able to stay alive and produce multiple models of the DB9, such as the DBS which was used in Casino Royale. Next came the DB10, which was pretty much solely used for the James Bond movie Spectre, as only 10 of these were made, and only one ever being sold at a whopping $3.2 million. Lastly, and most currently, is the DB11. The DB11 was unveiled at the 2016 Geneva Auto Motor Show, and is equipped with either a V8 or V12, and for the first time ever in the company's history, using turbos. Currently, the DB11 comes in three different offerings. These are the DB11 V8, the DB11 Volante, and the DB11 AMR. The DB11 V8 is a coupe with a twin turbo V8 that makes 503 horsepower. The DB11 Volante is a roadster version of the car that also has a, the V8 engine. 
Lastly, the DB11AMR is a coupe with a V12 twin turbo that makes 630 horsepower, with the AMR standing for Aston Martin Racing. As you know, I always like to talk about the unique engineering behind the cars, and the DB11 has some that I've never heard of before. When the car is not being pushed too hard, the engine alternates which cylinders fire, thus burning less fuel and increasing the MPG, which helps it to drive further on those grand tour drives that the car is specifically designed for. The DV11 also has what is called the Curlicue in the front wheel lining. This is a grill-like vent that takes away the air pressure from the front, reducing that lift that comes up at the front end to keep the car more aerodynamic. Now, if you're thinking about buying one of these cars, the V8 model starts out at around $200,000, where the V12 starts at $241,000. Now, the great thing about brands like Aston Martin is the vast amount of options you can choose from if you were to create one just for you. When creating my dream DB11, you're first prompted with a selection of over 50 different paint options, and then some 30 or so stitching. And there's so many more other color design options and such that honestly it can be a little bit overwhelming, but this is the great thing about buying a car from Aston Martin, is the amazing options that you have to make the car unique to you. You can even order luggage specifically for your car in the same exact paint and stitching options as the car is in. The DB11 is a beautiful car in my opinion. I've always liked the looks of it ever since the DB9, and of course the DB5 is such an iconic car. I think the DB11 does a great job of keeping the looks of the DB9 while still, you know, making it more modern and showing that it is the newer model. I really enjoy it and when designing my own, all those paint options and such, it was so cool to see so many unique colors. There's like 10 different shades of blue, another 5 of green. I thought it was really amazing, all these different options that you have. And of course, that's the point of buying all these cars. I must say, I really do love the DB11. Um, sadly, I haven't seen one in person yet, so hopefully that will change. Um, but, of course, do you like the DB11? What are your thoughts on it? Would you buy a grand touring car, or would you just stick to more flashy cars like a Lamborghini or Ferrari? So, with that, I hope that you learned something today about the DB. I know I talked a lot about the history, um, so hopefully that was also entertaining for you. With that, I hope that everyone is staying safe. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and, of course, please feel free to share it. And as always, safe travels, everyone.